This is the ADHD Fix: How to Achieve Your Potential, the podcast to help you use 15 proven strategies to discover the many gifts of ADHD. I'm Henry J. Svek, and for over 30 years, I helped others diagnose and treat ADHD. Now retired, I turn my attention back to those 15 strategies I use to help achieve my potential with ADHD. Learning what I did to help myself will help you achieve your success. ADHD is a gift. Let's get started. So this has been an interesting couple of months, and I wanted to use this podcast today to really give you some really important information that I've learned recently that I, I've known about. We knew when we wrote the book, but the um, cross dis cross disciplinary information is rather striking, meaning information coming from other sources, other disciplines. Um, in this case, we're talking finance. Um, That really have to do with uh, the struggle most of us with ADHD have, and that is to maintain focus. The legendary investor uh, Charlie Munger died at the age of 99 recently, and one of the things that he was um, legend he was a legend for was his consumption of information. So Charlie would spend from three to five hours a day reading, and so would uh, his colleague. So does his colleague um, Warren Buffett. And it's not just because they're old guys who just have nothing else to do; <laughs> it's because they've been doing this all their life, and they focus and concentrate on things that have to do with investing. But most of them do not. Most of them are, you know, art, science, history. Charlie Munger was big on history. Because the belief system was that to be better at investing, you had to pull in all these other disciplines, and you had to learn about emotional control and psychology. And then recently, with you know, when someone passes, there's a lot of um, videos that pop up, and you know, people talk about what they learned from that person. And and Warren Buffett came out and said the most important thing. And I was reading, you know, I'm reading two different books right now. One one called um, Scarcity. And this is a book I'm listening to when I work out, and、uh, it's a it's a great book. I highly recommend it. So I've I've moved to where I have a book that I listen to and a book that I read on my Kindle uh, um, app. So the、uh, the other one it has to do with compounding, and it's not just compounding of interest; it's compounding of knowledge. And so Warren Buffett comes out and says the most important thing for a person. Who wants to successfully manage their life is focus, and, and he said that's the most important emotional trait. And then Charlie Munger said, "You know, most of us aren't very smart in the business world, in the financial investing world, but we have the proper emotions to do it successfully, and one of them is focus." I'll give you a quick example, and then we'll move that to ADHD and why it's very important for you to have strategies. To bring you to focus when you're doing certain tasks, because it's not just a luxury or a nice thing. It doesn't just improve your performance. It's an, a required necessity to be successful in certain things. So, 
when you look at investing, one of the problems, and that's why I don't listen to when I'm on the uh, treadmill. Now I'm on a bike because I've got some foot issues. But when I'm working out every day now, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to, um, you know, the live CNBC channel any longer because it's a bunch of pundits who push stuff that really doesn't mean anything. It's like dribble. And so I want to read at least two to three hours a day. And to do that, I've got to you know, work on my time management. And one of them is when I'm doing the hour workout every morning, I listen. And then I try to educate myself and think throughout the day. Thinking is really what we're talking about. Two to three hours of thinking per day that I'm, I have a luxury of being able to do. So Warren Buffett says, you know, if, you, if you're looking at long term and what he and his colleagues have done is they've invested in great companies and then they think all day. They very rarely respond because they are focused on the future. They are focused on the long-term outcome. And being that focused means you, you're not easily distracted by other things that, you know, sort of bombarding you with information. Do this, do that, follow the crowd, all of those things. And he also talks about focus on career, how it's very important that when you make a choice to focus on a profession or a business or a career based on your passion that you take the time to understand there are many ups and downs in that experience that you need to stand by and focus on that regardless of those ups and downs and that is really challenging for many of us with ADHD we we just we just seem to go from one thing to another we have a hard time maintaining that focus and so it's very important that we learn strategies and techniques or use different resources to maintain focus. And in the, in the podcast and in the book, I talk about the, you know, the box strategy um, where we put a box around a period of time and we totally immerse ourselves in an activity. That could be a reading, a writing, some type of education thing you have to do an activity you're doing, it becomes structure, self-imposed, but also it becomes a, a hyper-focus, if you will. And that lets you understand that it's a very long-term prospect to achieve the goals you want to achieve. Now, one of the things that, that, that is very important to understand, if you're an entrepreneur and you have ADHD, is that you need to focus on the long-term up and downs before you achieve true success. It can take 10 years to build a business. It can take a very long time, and it usually does, of ups and downs and sacrifice and paying everybody else other than yourself to keep the business going, to, to, to fight, you know, to go out there every day and to fight for your business, to do those things that you have to do. Now, you know, without that focus, very quickly we walk away from things that would be successful if we just stuck with them. So in our book, we talk about, you know, not only the box strategy, um, but last time I talked about the importance of exercise. For me, exercise is my medication. So what I'm able to do is to um, start every day with some form of exercise, my work day, and that then is followed immediately by these types of tasks which, is, which are then followed by learning or reading tasks, which generally means I get in a good day of that before I start to simply just think. 
And there are many ways to do that. Now, thinking takes focus. Most of us, most of us don't want to really think and push limits and analyze what we're doing and why and set goals and all those things because it takes a lot of work and it's almost painful. So we get distracted. So we say, well, it's easy. You know, if I just watch that video clip, if I go to Instagram or if I write this uh, quick post here or if I watch a YouTube video that I'm dying to watch and so on. So we're pulled in so many ways today. And with ADHD, it's magnified. You know, 25 years ago, it wasn't an issue. I mean, you had to write a paper for college, you know, sorry, 25 years ago, my goodness, that would have been, uh, uh, what, 50, 40-some years ago. We didn't have to worry about going on YouTube. <laughs> there were other distractions, trust me, but, you know, fewer of them and, and less accessible. Today, you just click a button. You know, I used to have to make an appointment to go to the library uh, in grad school uh, and this was in the 1980s, to get the librarian to do literature searches for me using her technology because we didn't have computers. They weren't developed yet at a level where you could connect uh, to a library or a database and search articles and research. So I would you'd book time and you'd pay for that. The university would charge you. Now, today, of course, one of the problems I have with Focus is I can go on and search Google Scholar and I can track down information and, and ResearchGate has incredible um, articles I have a list to read. I'm behind on that too. So we have all these different you know ways to get distracted. So focus has never been more important. So I think as we go through the strategies and, and, and when I finish the strategies in the book, this podcast series will be over. But I want you to understand that all of the things I talk about every week, regardless of uh, the topic, do lead to the one conclusion of improving your level of focus with ADHD. Because in the end, that is the greatest determination you will have of your success in many aspects of life, relationships, uh, your work, your role as a parent, and the work that you're going to do in your chosen profession, career, or business. So the word for today is focus. It is the most important thing for those of us with and those without ADHD. I also recommend if you're into reading about uh, the concept of scarcity, which I find just absolutely fascinating, what it does to our brains neurologically. And, and the implication, I'll, I'll briefly talk about this, has to do with um, time limits, ADHD, and that's the first thing that came to my mind, time limits, ADHD, and university students or work projects. I can remember many years ago going to a and that's one of the reasons I, I, I wrote the book, uh, Don't Be a Wimp, Raise a Strong Leader. Because when I went to this university center in London, Ontario, University of Western Ontario had a, had a team that helped people with ADHD who were university students. And I said, well, uh, when are you the busiest? And she said, well, we're very busy after the deadlines have passed for, for things to be handed in. And I said, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, people come and they, they want you know us to help them so that they can finish projects they didn't finish on time because of their ADHD. And I said, no, it has nothing to, I says, that has to do with lack of planning. You're giving people extra like months ahead of time. Like we're talking not just an hour uh, instead of half an hour to write an exam, which is often required. I'm talking about uh, two months from now, a paper's due, 
and you're going to tell someone they have two and a half months to finish the paper. That is stupid. And sure enough, in scarcity, in this case we're talking scarcity of time, people perform best when they have less time. So if you told someone uh, there's a paper and has to be handed in tomorrow, and here is you know here's what you have here are the guidelines, or you say you have seven days to do the paper, scarcity of time will push a person if they care to get it done uh, in a better quality than if they waited a week. Because if they wait a week, they're going to they assume they have all this time. They have an abundance of time versus the tomorrow deadline. And they will squander that opportunity unless taught what to do with it. So, so scarcity has a significant, you know, and if you have ADHD, you know this. You, you say, well, geez, you know, I seem to procrastinate over and over. But, geez, boy, an hour before the deadline, I'm grinding. Well, unfortunately, for many things, an hour is not enough time. And that's why time management is important, structure of time. But never change the deadline of a long-term project. Change the time during the day. So if it's a one-hour exam, you may need two hours. If the two hours are structured, because I can tell you, if you don't have a plan on how to handle those two hours, you're not going to do any better than if they just gave you one hour. So scarcity is the book. Sorry, I don't have the full reference. If you, if you, I'll put that into next month's uh, podcast, but have a look at it. It's, a, it's one of those things that, you know, it's one of those things you really do need to, to look at if it comes to trying to understand how a scarcity can impact the psychology, psychology of what you're doing. And uh, let me just see if I can find it here very quickly. Um, yes, the book is called Scarcity, Why Having So Little Means So Much. It's the book I'm listening to, and it answers some questions about in, in this case, we're talking about time scarcity, but it reflects on a whole host of other issues. I'm Dr. Henry J. Svek for the ADHD Fix. Look forward to speaking with you again next time. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Assessing ADHD requires more than a five-minute office visit. The experienced, multidisciplinary team at OSR Clinics will walk with you and your family through the comprehensive assessment and diagnosis process and will be by your side when it comes to implementation of strategies and advocacy for your child. Visit osrclinics.com to book your free info session today. That's osrclinics.com.